Hello, and welcome to Notes in the Week Ahead, a JP Morgan Asset Management podcast that provides insights on the markets and the economy to help you stay informed in the week ahead. Hello, this is David Kelly. I'm Chief Strategist here at JP Morgan Asset Management. Today is August 21st, 2023. For almost 60 years, the British journalist and New York resident Alistair Cook recorded a weekly 15-minute radio commentary entitled Letter from America. As a teenager, I would listen to it late at night on the BBC World Service. Cook had a beautiful speaking voice and a remarkable way with words as he painted landscapes of American culture and portraits of America's personalities. Letter from America made me feel well acquainted with this country long before I arrived here. Cook, of course, had strong opinions based on his own observations, but he also had a quality of balance. He was not one to be swept up in the latest national obsession, but rather spoke of his world in a measured way. The week ahead will see the usual battery of economic indicators, with the stock market weighing the strength of economic data against the drag of high interest rates. However, most investor attention will be focused on Chairman Powell's speech on Friday at the annual Jackson Hole Conference, a sort of letter from Wyoming on how he and the Fed see today's economic landscape and the road ahead. This will be Jerome Powell's sixth Jackson Hole speech, and his previous addresses have varied considerably in length and tone. Most notably in 2020, Powell introduced the ill-fated concept of average inflation targeting, by which following periods when inflation had been running below 2%, appropriate monetary policy would aim to achieve inflation policy above 2% for some time. A year later, he noted high inflation, but argued that these elevated readings were likely to prove temporary. By this time last year, Chairman Powell had sharply changed his tune, invoking the wisdom of Volcker, Greenspan and Bernanke in a short hawkish lecture on the evils of inflation and the Fed's absolute determination to defeat it. This week may well see some repeat of that hawkish rhetoric. However, we can hope for a more balanced assessment, noting both the progress the economy has seen in achieving lower inflation and the danger, given the lags involved, in fighting the inflation battle too zealously. On inflation, Chairman Powell will have a lot of good news to report over the past year, even though numbers over the next few weeks could show some backsliding. Next week's data for July should show a year-over-year increase in the headline consumption deflation of 3.2%, still higher than the Fed's 2% target, but well down from a peak of 7% in June 2022. However, recently rising gasoline prices will contribute to higher inflation readings in August, when we expect headline consumption deflation inflation to post a year-over-year gain of 3.4%. That being said, refiner margins are now very high and global economic growth is moderating, suggesting that energy prices are unlikely to spike higher and could well ease in the months ahead. Food prices are also likely to move sideways, based on trends in global food commodity prices. Meanwhile, there is continuing evidence of fading inflation in rents and the new vehicle market. Despite higher inflation in August, we expect year-over-year headline and core consumption to fade inflation to be 2.9% and 3.4% respectively by the fourth quarter of this year, well below the Fed's June projections of 3.2% and 3.9%. By the fourth quarter of 2024, we expect both numbers to be very close to 2%. A balanced view of the inflation outlook would focus on the clearly receding inflation tide. However, there is a risk that, in keeping the Fed's recent hawkish rhetoric, the chairman expresses undue concern about the consequences uh, of the potential August increase. A balanced view of the labour market would also be one of steady normalisation. The unemployment rate at 3.5% continues to hover close to a 70-year low, 
as it is down for more than a year, and payroll employment has grown by 2.2%, or over 3.3 million jobs in the past year. Job openings remain far above pre-pandemic levels, with almost 9.6 million unfilled positions. However, job openings are down from their peak of over 12 million in March of 2022, and the pace of payroll job gains is slowing, with just 187,000 of an increase in payrolls in July. Most importantly, wage gains, while strong at 4.4% year-over-year, are not explosively strong and may well reflect compensation for past inflation more than the product of an intensively competitive labour market. Provided consumer inflation continues to fade and both businesses and workers continue to worry about potential recession, wage growth should remain relatively stable in the months ahead and potentially ease in 2024. Finally, a balanced view would probably regard the current surge in real GDP as temporary. The growth numbers do look impressive, with the economy posting a 2.4% annualised gain in real GDP in the second quarter and the Atlanta Fed's GDP Now model projecting a 5.8% gain for the third. Our own models are suggesting a less spectacular gain of between 3% and 4%. Still, this shows remarkable momentum given an economy that is severely constrained with regard to labour supply, the drag from an end to pandemic aid, and tightening lending conditions following the banking mini-crisis earlier this year. That being said, all of these drags are very real and will be augmented by a resumption of student loan repayments this fall. In addition, the recent backup in long-term interest rates combined with much higher short-term interest rates will likely depress home building, inventory accumulation and business fixed investment later this year and in 2024. In short, while Chairman Powell will be able to reflect on the resilience of the economy in the face of Fed tightening over the past year, we can't assume a similar resilience going forward. The last year has seen a significant improvement in the US economy with a sharp reduction in inflation even as unemployment has remained low and growth has remained strong. In order to maintain this progress, the Federal Reserve would be wise to avoid any further tightening of monetary conditions. A good start would be a balanced, rather than hawkish, Powell speech this week. Well, that's it for this week. Please tune in again next week. And if you have any questions in the meantime, please reach out to your J.P. Morgan representative. Well, that's it for this week. Please tune in again next week. And if you have any questions in the meantime, please reach out to your J.P. Morgan representative. This content is intended for information only based on assumptions in current market conditions and are subject to change. No warranty of accuracy is given. This content does not contain sufficient information to support investment decisions. It is not to be construed as research, legal, regulatory, tax, accounting, or investment advice. Investments involve risks. Investors should seek professional advice or make an independent evaluation before investing. The value of investments and the income from them may fluctuate, including loss of capital. Past performance and yield are not indicative of current or future results. Forecasts and estimates may or may not come to pass. J.P. Morgan Asset Management is the asset management business of J.P. Morgan Chase & Company and its affiliates worldwide.